So, Dale, what have you been working on recently? Well, I manage a baseball team. Little League? Fantasy League. What is up, nuts, and welcome to a special pre-stiffy pod. This is the No Before You Go edition, where I'm joined by our host, Sean, to uh, give a little bit of a preview as to what to expect tomorrow. Sean, what's up, dude? Hello, everybody. <laughs> so, season 11, and I know you've been kind of chomping at the bit to host for a couple of years now, and uh, I know you were declined that right by your wife last year since she was scared of what the 10th anniversary may bring but stiffy 11 is officially uh yours to host what are those what are those first time feelings you're experiencing right now as we're less than well, 24 hours away you know i think 11 is going to be worse than 10 i just have this weird feeling in the air <laughs> shrek's coming he might hulk out who knows and then boots who knows what boots is doing he says he's not going to get drunk but I think he might get a Viagra pill and that'll set him off. It's just going to be a wild time all around. Yeah. And, and Shrek gate is kind of unraveling as we speak. Keith is uh, <laughs> now he's concerned about his drive home and how it's going to ruin his car. So he's saying I can only paint his face, um, which, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to negotiate something. Maybe if I make a, maybe if I make a blunder that would ordinarily deserve a shot, maybe he has to take the shot for me. Uh, in exchange for only painting his face when the deal was full body paint. Yeah, that's uh, fair. I mean, he could just wrap himself in saran wrap, like I said. It's, I'm <laughs> sure his skin could use a, a nice coating of uh, moisture. That would be so gross. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So uh, set the stage for us. You know, we op- uh, doors open at 11. We walk into Casa Poland. What should we expect uh, for Stiffy 11 here? Well, we've got plenty of room. We're definitely doing it inside because outside there is no room and it's just a fucking grass filled backyard with uh, no shade. So I, I don't think uh, Decker especially wants to sit back there. So uh, if we're going to be inside, we got plenty of room, got a big table for people with computers. We might have an extra table if we need, we got a big couch. We should be solid with room to grow. Then we've got uh, our, our TV like I was dialing in last night. It should work okay. And uh, that'll at least give us some some things to look at. Um, I know we have the main roster, but I hate that roster. I think it's ugly. It's too big. It doesn't make sense to me. But I have made a better one over the years where it has some additional features so everybody can see on the screen how many players they have remaining, their max bids, their cash remaining, their cash spent. So it just gives a little bit more intel. I don't like to give that up usually, but since I'm hosting, I'm going to allow everybody else to see it just as a courtesy. Um but then from there, we got Cup on the Crockpots. He's going to be doing some pulled porks, as everybody is fully aware. Jimmy's going to do, like, uh, pulled wiener because I don't <laughs> think he's going to eat it. I don't know. And it's funny he says that, or I say that, because I'm looking at uh, Facebook on the screen here, and he just got a call from a guy named Eugene Wiener, so it makes sense that he'll be sticking there <laughs> with his wiener. Uh, well, the, the uh, So going back to the... the screen edition i saw i I could tell that you did some made some changes to it i couldn't zoom in and see enough but i tell you made some changes it'll be nice to have that live look at that board um during the draft i think my my house didn't really lend itself to that the last couple of years so that's a good addition appreciate that and it sounds like you know from from an infrastructure standpoint the guys who have laptops do they need to bring anything as far as like no we'll be good i'll get uh i'll get a search bar ready to go yeah, we'll have everything we need. And then uh, even the folks that are sitting on the couch, if they choose to, um, there's plenty of plugs over there, too, if they want to 
lounge and get on the computer there. So it uh, should be plenty of room for everybody. And it's nice and compact. So we'll be inside. It'll echo. Demand doesn't have to lose his voice yelling across the room. Good point. Yeah, it could get pretty loud in there. Um, for so, so Cup's doing the, the crock pots and all for dinner. What's the lunch situation looking like? Should people eat before they arrive? Or I was thinking about that. Um, I, I haven't put any extra thought into that, but I figure at the very least we might be able to just order a couple pizzas or something, make it easy so as people get in. I think Decker got the chicken wings last time, so maybe we can get somebody to to grab a, a set, set of wings or something just to have some munchies for pregame as well as during just to snack on. Um, I'm going to work on some things tonight just to straighten all out and make sure I got it good to go, but uh, – I'm sure we'll figure out something um, up to everybody. We may just uh, do a quick vote on Facebook before this pod even comes out to figure that out. Yeah. Eli will show up with his Del Taco. That's the one lock. Otherwise, uh, yeah, we can just kind of. Well, shit. Let's just have Eli get, you know, a giant round of tacos. (laughs) That's a possibility. (laughs) I'm going for that. All right. We'll sort that out. Cool. Well, what else? What else should people know? Uh, any, I mean, I, I think most people have been to your house. Parking's not a problem. Yeah, parking's um, easy. Just don't knock on the neighbor's door. You know, he might come out and oh, the crazy with guy? a screwdriver. Yeah, the crazy guy. Uh, that <laughs> is going to be to the right of my house. So the brown house. That's the one you want to stay away from. But uh, otherwise, it should be fine. And even that's not going to be a problem. I joke about it. I'm going to make sure to tell his old man that uh, we're going to be doing what we're doing and as well as other neighbors, just in case there's sudden loud bursts, but it won't be a problem. I know this group, we get loud now and then, but it's not like a continual rowdy 30 minutes to four yeah, hours. It's more, it's, more like a, it's more like a master's roar. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that, that's kind of what I was going to tell him. You might hear it like, it, just pretend it's like we're watching the Super Bowl all over again. You're going to hear people <laughs> shouting. It's going to get quiet and then it might happen again. Yeah. I'm excited for the bidet, so. I don't understand the bidet. <laughs> I don't know you where are, you... <laughs> you guys are killing me. I, uh, and like, I could tell like you better get one installed before uh, tomorrow. I, I could tell you're joking here now. And, it, and that, that's what drives me even crazier is that <laughs> I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I almost oh, no. have it. I could have sworn you one. had one. But no, I, will, I, I, will, I will try to pinch my, uh, my morning loaf, uh, or try, I should say, squeeze the cheeks so I could use that nice elongated yeah. toilet. So. Try it out. I, I approve. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I had the bidet for a moment at our uh, Christmas exchange, the white elephant gift, and then somebody ended up taking it from me. I can't remember who. So it's just it's not there. So guys don't expect it. Wasn't we do there. have two. We have two bathrooms so you can pee and, and poop. A, and a hose. We'll have uh, I'll have a, a, a small ice chest, but it should be plenty big enough for what we're doing. And then I'll see if I can make some room in the fridge as well. If anybody just wants to throw beers in there. But I don't think it's ever been a problem in the past, so we should be fine with that. Sounds good. All right, Sean. Well, uh, like I said, we're going to have a quick one today, but let's let's do some quick marketplace chatter because we were talking offline and, and online. There's been some comments just about uh, different positions and, and just kind of a little, little preview of kind of what to expect or, or, or some people theorizing what may happen with certain players or certain positions. You pointed out that this is the first year, I think, ever that there hasn't been a catcher kept. Uh, do you think that signals something about the catching market or just coincidence? Um, I, I do think it is just that the catching market is is weird as always. Um, I know Gary Sanchez was, what, like $40 last year? <laughs> like 27 but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought actually uh, I, I could have sworn Nick was going to keep Grandall, but then he started making those changes or trades and 
ended up with somebody else. But I, I almost actually offered to trade him for that just as I figured it would be a decent buy and he'll at least have like maybe that 20 home run floor. And that's good for a catcher for, I think it was like six or seven bucks, but, um, and, and going to Chicago now that he's got the, all those people around there, that fucking lineup's going to be deep. So there's going to be lots of runs and RBI opportunities there. But, um, it's just, it's just the catcher position. People don't like to spend on it. And myself included, um, looking at the list right now of people, there's like a, a decent top 10 of like just folks that I wouldn't mind having on my team. I don't think it's going to go the way of a kicker where it's just mad dash at the end and everybody spends a dollar. I do think that there's going to be some players that'll go for five to 15 maybe, but overall it's just one of those positions that's funky. I agree with you. I think um, <clears throat> last year, you know, I paid up big time for Sanchez because it felt incredibly shallow, but then you just have these guys who kind of come out of nowhere and have kind of fortified the position a little bit, especially just because it's a single catcher, you know, 12 catcher league. Um, and then you have some injury guys returning, Sal Perez. And also I agree. I think that it's going to be probably eight guys throw a buck on someone and there will be you know a small handful that the real Mutas and Sanchez is and, and, you know, maybe the Mitch Garvers of the world who are going to go for a little bit more Grandal. Um, but I don't think that anyone's going to approach what Sanchez approached last year. And, and by and large, I think it's going to be a position people don't care too much about. I, I made one of my my New Year's pledges on this podcast a couple uh, couple months ago, a few weeks ago, that I wouldn't be spending big on catcher this year. I'll see if I can hold myself to that. Uh, another position, though, that's really quite the opposite is, is third base, where there's like so many third base keepers. Um, yeah. I mean, that could go a number of different ways. I mean, Chris Bryant's still out there, Justin Turner. There's a couple guys, but um, do you think the fact that there's so many of them kept like pushes the prices down because no one needs them? Or do you think those top guys get really pushed up since there's only a couple left? I think they're going to be higher priced a little bit, not a ton. Um, I was looking at that last night and just um, with the same thought as third base, uh, I think third base and first base both have pretty much identical. There's like eight kept at both positions. Um, but then you look down a little further and there's a lot of people who still have the corner infield spot open. So even though I've got my big first base guy, or maybe in Nick's case, he's already, oh, you know what? He's already full on corner third and first. Wow. He's on it. Even, even um, still you got utility if there's people. Utility, you like, yeah. But, or Kupchak, for example, he's got Sano at first for a buck. If he wants to throw down 40 bucks for Bryant, like he might because he loves to spend money. Um, he's got that corner spot open. He's got utility spots open. I, they're just the big boppers are big boppers. It doesn't matter, especially early in the draft. when, Like you said, you got utilities open. That could go to anyone. You never know. But um, I, I like it for my position because I need a first baseman. And I think some of those big ones, I might spend money on them. Like I love Rizzo. Just like the last couple of years, I'm always in on the Rizzo bidding. But if I don't get them, I think I can get somebody at a fair price, a little lower down the list that might actually end up being better for me. That's not just like a name brand, um, but still throws up stats that I could then funnel that money somewhere else, like into middle infield or outfield or something. Yeah, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to most is just seeing if I'm right uh, in my prediction that those top end guys are just going to go crazy this year because I feel like the, the keeper set, you know, the, to the total value that's being kept is – is unlike any other year. There's so many good keepers. There's just so much money that I feel like inflation, you know, it'll catch up to itself relatively quickly. But I feel like some of those top guys, um, there's 
a handful of managers out there that's like, uh, they want them, they got them, they have the money. Yeah. But the problem is there's a couple of guys like that. So, I mean, we could see some bidding wars like we've never really seen before. Um, so that will be interesting. And it's yeah. going to be for someone like me who, you know, who doesn't have, I mean, I, I do have a third baseman if I need to in, in Muncie, I could move him there, and, you know, buy a second baseman, but um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I'll be in on Bryant and all those other guys just to kind of see what happens, but I've already kind of accepted the fact that I could get bullied and pushed out on all those guys and just have to kind of get creative somewhere else. Right. <laughs> this, um, and looking at the list right now, just to go back to your point about people with money, if we are looking at it, uh, 50% of the league has $170 or more to spend. Um, then you got boots with about 150. Um, Keith's got 125, Eli 115. So, People are going to have money to, to fill holes. And then folks like yourself at 100, which is not terrible. you got Trout, which is bogging you down. But I wouldn't be surprised to see you throw down like $30 on a guy and then fill up the hole, the rest with just small stuff. So it's 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 definitely like uh, you mentioned that the, the league has changed so much and even more so year to year it changes where I, I, a couple of years ago, there was the big influx of people finally paying for relievers. Um, like Eli was going hardcore with 15 to $20 for a reliever and maybe that'll happen again this year. I kind of feel like it's falling off just because that market's weird and you pay for, you pay for saves and then you, you pay the price when they get hurt. And that's just one of those things. I, I went back and forth a lot trying to keep Kirby Yates and even making an offer to demand about him or you, even when you were coming at me, but yeah, um, five bucks, I feel safe. If he goes down, um, I'm not as damaged as it would be if I paid for him outright at like 15 plus and I'm totally fucked. But yeah. uh, it's just one of those things where the prices keep changing and um, 70 bucks for trial. People see that as crazy in some circumstances, but at the same time, they're going to be paying for Lindor. They're going to be paying for guys out there that are just going to be through the fucking roof. Yeah. And that's always, I mean, the, the kind of the, maybe this isn't the right term, but kind of like the first mover's advantage is being able to identify like not just what's happening in this given year, because it's always a little different, but like, where does that m- where does that impact right so last year it became pretty apparent that relievers were suppressed but then that money showed up in the starting pitchers market and then you know for a lot of guys i was like oh, i can get it for seven or eight bucks they all went for 12 or 15 because <laughs> yeah. all that money is redistributed so you got to kind of see like if there is a, a change in the economics you got to see not just where it's suppressing but like, that money's you know it's going to go somewhere so um does it just get evenly distributed amongst other players or is there a certain position or category or something that's going to get pushed into and then you yeah. better be ready to pivot because otherwise, you know, you ended up with Verlander and a bunch of $1 guys like I did last year. <laughs> yeah. Ferd, I'm looking at his team and just judging by his historics of uh, not wanting to, or starting to get onto that, not paying for safe board. Um, he's got those three guys, Bueller, Snell and Noah, and I bet he rides them pretty hard. Doesn't spend more than maybe, 20 bucks on the rest of his uh, pitchers and then just loads it all on that infield. Cause he's pretty short with that. And he'll get, uh, he'll be in on some of those guys, even though we thought he wasn't going to be, I, I predict he's going to be spending some big money on a couple players. Yeah. Uh, he and I have similar kind of makeups as far as having a few pitchers in and then meeting some infield. So um, hopefully, hopefully I don't find myself in too many bidding wars with him because <laughs> we might be looking at a lot of the same players and, and that's right. the worst. It's the worst. I was like Luke Voigt last year. I'm pretty sure I got him for a few bucks, if not preferred. And he ended up driving me up to like 13. Only takes yeah, you, one. 
you, you guys are pretty much identical now that you mention that it's fucking weird <laughs> very similar money spent the only difference is he's got uh, or you have an extra outfielder and he's got an extra pitcher yeah yeah so we shall see all right uh sean we're, we're gonna keep this one brief anything else you want to mention about stiffy or about teams or players or uh any curiosities you have predictions i want, i i wasn't gonna do this but since we're under 20 minutes and I thought we were going to hit 20 minutes, I'm going to try to stick to that. Um, I, I have a proposal that I'm bringing up. I'm going to talk a little bit about it now and we'll read it to shit tomorrow. And I already know one guy who's going to hate it and they leave his name out of this because uh, we will all know it tomorrow. Um, but <laughs> I think someone else has mentioned it previously, but I'm, I'm wondering if the, the group can get on board for the MK Association. No longer is there payouts at the end of the year. All funds are still paid in full, but they go to the group as a whole. So things like paying for food at the Stiffy, going to an Angel game, buying beers and shit there, eventually getting a limo so we can all go out to Key's house and not have to drive, silly things like that here and there. Eventually, if the funds continue to rack up over the years as we continue this fun game we play, then we've got the potential for renting out spaces to actually have is hosted at someone somewhere else, not our houses. If we ever go to Vegas, we can put money towards that. There's just lots of things we could do that would be, in my opinion, more fun and more useful than winning a $500 at the end of the year because as a lot of people are getting to the point where it's really not that big of a chunk of change and it's more so just having the trophy and your name on it. So my, my mind's been kind of turning on that over the past couple of weeks and I want to put it out there to see what people might be able to think overnight bring something to the table, see if it is worthwhile. And if people accept it, we can go forward and, and make something interesting happen. And more than just people winning money, they're winning, they're winning the game. Maybe we can even somewhere along the line do like some kind of fun way to make a, a cool charity donation in our name, something out there, who knows, but just wanted to put that out there. I think you're onto something. I think that's a pretty good idea. Cause you're right. Like, you know, for example, last year I'm playing Ken in the finals and it's all about winning that trophy. I'm like, the, the $600 versus the $300 for first or second or whatever. I'm, like, uh, I'm not saying I'm daddy Warbucks, but like that, you're right. That's not like life-changing money. Uh, whereas if we do start to build a little pot, it could go to some pretty cool things, whether those be group outings or destination drafts or something like that to, and to have that kind of covered. I think it's a pretty good idea. I think you would probably get my vote on that, but because um, you know, you know, we're never going to Riverside unless uh, unless we've got like a, a van bus. taking us. <laughs> yeah, that's one hundred percent true. <laughs> Sorry, Keith, but it's a fact. Um, but, and even still, if we, uh, I just want to bring it up for discussion. Um, even if we kept it as like a fifty-fifty situation where there's still a pot remaining, and you can win some money just for the, the fun aspect of getting a little chunk of change at the end, or at least very least getting your money back. Um, and then the remainder of the pot going towards just the overall group fund. I, I think we can do some stuff with it that would really be uh, keeping us alive in a more interesting facet than just joining together once a year. And we always try to do the uh, the baseball game. I don't think it happened last year, but we can truly set up a winter meeting. We can find somewhere, pay for it out of the fund. If you can make it great, if you can't, then not. And if, if you're okay with uh, being that democratic mindset, Decker, uh, then we can... <laughs> we can do it where everyone's has fun. And if you can't make it, then no big deal. You'll make it the next year and just know that your money's going towards uh, the, the group as a whole. It's a good concept. I like it. I'll be curious to hear how that's received. All right, Sean. So we have a couple minutes left. I'm just going to spitball like, as they pop up into my head. Um, 
who gets the most out of control tomorrow? Uh, Nick. Yeah, not dress. <laughs> Ken's like the Ken's the easy money, but almost like almost too easy. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. I contemplated demand real quick just because of his situation, but I think he's gonna reel it in a little bit and not be twenty eighteen demand. Okay, will we start at one p.m.? I think we're gonna start at twelve forty-five. Wow, that's optimism. Okay, <laughs> uh, who besides yourself who will come out of tomorrow with the best preseason team? Best preseason team, I think, is going to be Demand. Okay. And worst? Worst boots. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The self-proclaimed best draft in the world gets pooped on uh, by the host. So, all right. Do you have any rapid fire you want to throw at me before you close this up? Let's see. Um, who do you think is the biggest overpay that someone's going to drop. Cause I know you're, there's going to be some overvalues. You got anybody that just pops in your head? Like who, like who will be bought tomorrow that I'm going to go, Oh no, I wouldn't have done exactly. that. Um, Without giving up any, too many secrets. Let me see. I, I was trying, I was at my computer. I was going to see if I had my spreadsheet, see if anyone jumped up. Um, I, I will not be in on Jose Altuve. Let's just say that. Nice. <laughs> Someone else like that. will be in there. I could use a second baseman. Like I said, I could put Muncie over at third. I will not be in on Jose Altuve. Who do you think is going to be the first to take a shot? First to take a shot. Probably the first person that gets there. But Ken, uh, Ken sounds like pretty good money on that one. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then. Oh, oh, are we talking about like a penalty shot? Yeah, penalty. Uh, no, Ken's pretty good about that. Um, I'll say Decker just because he he's playing this card that he's like so underprepared that you know maybe he hears a name that he's not familiar with or something like that. So I'll say Decker. Okay. And then who um, who leaves first, Decker or Keith? <laughs> Decker, because okay. I think I think the ship will sail on Keith, and he'll realize that Decker. Um, he, you know, he, he's got the, the, the dad duties. I think he means business when he wants to get home at a <laughs> somewhat reasonable hour. I don't know about that whole six o'clock thing. Yeah. And then last one, uh, how many times is Boots going to say, Fred? <laughs> 11 and a half. Got the over-under, so <laughs> yeah. you're going over-under on it. I'll go, I'll go over 11 and a half. <laughs> got it. All right, cool. All right, man. Well, very much looking forward to what's my favorite event of the year. I know you're going to do it very well. I'll see you around 11 when the doors open. Next, looking forward to it. Thanks yeah, for baby. Listening. Yeah.